Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 12 of the interview chair, onboarding new students and staff. A couple of years ago, I was working in a school when the principal asked if I could meet with her instructional coach, whom she was worried about. Her name was Sam. And she was in her first year as an instructional coach and was already struggling to adapt to her new role. She elaborated on a few concerns she was having with a few teachers. She shared that some teachers seemed non-receptive to her being in their classrooms. Others were open to the idea but weren't sure what her role was or how she could even support them. Sam shared that she felt overwhelmed and was having trouble efficiently scheduling her work so that she could help more teachers. Four months into her new role, and she was already questioning herself. She went so far as to share with me privately that she wondered if she had made a mistake taking on this new position. Now, I have to admit that my heart sank a little when she shared that with me. I couldn't help but imagine her receiving the call to tell her she was being offered a position and how excited she must have felt. And yet here she was, less than a year later, telling me that maybe she had made a mistake. As educators, we all know the challenges of starting a new position and the nervous feelings that we experience when we first step into our new role. We've all been there. We can become consumed with all the worries, whether we are a first-year beginning teacher or a seasoned veteran. The way we transition new employees can make the difference between a great experience and a poor experience. If we aim to set our new staff members and staff members moving into new roles for success, well, we must be intentional in then providing opportunities for connections to ensure that they feel a sense of belonging, like they are a part of their new team from the get-go. Coincidentally, teachers must see how this relates to them when new students join their class after the start of a school year. When teachers are intentional in building personal relationships and connecting new students to their peers during their transition, it can mitigate a student's level of anxiety and elevate them to new heights of belonging. Beyond connection, all team members must be willing to understand their role, their responsibilities and expectations they each will have to ensure that the transition will reap the greatest benefit. Ultimately, this will inspire each team member to carry the banner for one another because of their incredible experience. And when it comes to the success of any high-performing culture, I believe that we all play a major role. Although no one person should have to carry that burden, effective teachers and leaders are intentional in communicating expectations. In other words, expectations should never be left to chance. So let's revisit Sam's experience for a moment. As I have shared previously, a poor process is a magnet for a poor result. 
As Sam described her experience to me, it was clear that the principal had missed an opportunity to effectively onboard Sam into her new role as an instructional coach. Imagine, if you will, just for a moment. You are sitting in the interview chair and you are asked, how would you onboard new employees and what would you hope they would say at the end of the school year? I think it is safe to say that you would not have responded with, well, I would hope they would say, I am thinking I may have made a mistake. Never. But here was Sam sharing this with me. So reflect for a moment. What is your process currently on your campus for onboarding new staff? What does that transition look like? What supports are in place to set them up for success? Do they feel connected? Do they feel overwhelmed? Or worse yet, do they feel ineffective? And how do you even know? And if this is how Sam felt, well then take a moment and ask yourself, do we have something in place for all new students? Imagine the stress, the anxiety, and the trauma of some students who move in the middle of a school year. What does that transition look like? Have we equipped our classroom teachers so they are ready to set new students up for success? What framework have we given them and what processes have we asked them to follow? Should how we onboard and welcome new staff look any different than how we onboard and welcome new students and families? See, in a healthy system, I think our practices should mirror one another, but that will not happen unless we are intentional in our expectations and more importantly, in our practices. Now, please note that by all accounts, this principal was an effective leader. She was an experienced principal. She had worked in the school for several years. The school had received several awards for excellence during her tenure, and she was well-respected by students and staff alike. Yet, she felt like a failure here because she believed that she had let Sam down. It is a reminder for all of us that regardless of how long we serve in this profession, there will be days when we fall short of our own expectations. We are, after all, human. What matters is that we recognize our deficiencies, acknowledge when we fall short, and work with our team to identify, to design, and implement a better process to support our people so they may have a better experience. And in this case, the principal did not disappoint. Working with Sam, we sat down and we revisited the transition into her new role and developed a clear process to support her moving forward. Regardless of the level, whether it be classroom, building, or district office, each community must expect excellence and support one another in clearly identifying, modeling, and replicating processes to ensure equitable practices for all stakeholders across the system. Sam did not have a good experience as she transitioned into her new role as an instructional coach. She was drowning and was looking to return to her previous position as a fifth grade teacher where she had had a positive, successful experience for several years. These undercurrents often develop with teachers and administrators as they move into their new roles. So, I'd like to share a five-step framework for you to consider for helping minimize the depth of potential undercurrents as you transition new employees into your district. Number one, it's what I call the reconnection call. 
In this case, the administration calls candidates after they have been offered a position to stay in contact and communication throughout the summer months. If we believe that the foundation of excellent cultures is rooted in relationships, then we must go beyond saying it and show it by investing time in others. There are many other benefits to doing this, but most importantly, it models your willingness to live your core values. Number two, one-on-one -on -one meetings. Once new hires arrive on campus, schedule monthly meetings individually to stay connected. Maintaining a pulse on the morale of new staff is a critical component of the onboarding process. Three, monthly cohort meetings. Individual meetings are powerful because of the personal connections that you make, but you also want to cultivate those relationships among all of your new hires. Monthly meetings as a cohort will allow for interconnections among grade levels and departments, as well as connect teachers to non-certified staff. Number four, monthly workshops. Use these workshops before or after school as an opportunity to invest in your new staff, but to also reinvest in your veteran staff. Invite veteran staff members to do the trainings on different topics that support beginning teachers and support staff. And finally, number five, coaching observations. Be intentional in scheduling ongoing coaching observations through the first year to support staff and ensure their growth so they maintain their passion and desire to be the best they can be for others and for themselves. Although these steps are focused on supporting new staff, they could certainly easily be adapted to meet the needs of all students by making just a few simple adjustments. The onboarding of new students and staff must be a priority. This begins by incorporating the values of connectivity and meaningful experiences during the transition period. When we are intentional with our time and follow a framework for transitioning new students and staff, we reduce the potential for undercurrents to develop and cultivate a culture where every student and every staff member looks forward to coming to school every day because they believe that we have set them up for success. Remember, behind every successful student and educator is an adult or a colleague who inspired them to be more and do more than they ever thought possible. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycasas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts to ensure you never miss an episode.